Listen, you've got your own local business. Why in the world do you need to take time out of it to build your own platform with a podcast? Well, today I'm going to tell you all about the reasons why. And the most important reason is because it's going to save you money in the long run. All right. Have I got you interested yet? All right. Stay tuned. So the real question is this, how can we as local and small business owners finally take control of our marketing by leveling the playing field for us little guys without having to have huge budgets and spend a fortune on big tech just to make our businesses thrive? That is the question. And this is the answer. Welcome to podcasting for small and local business. Hi there. Welcome to podcasting for small and local business. My name is Christy Hostler. And I am so glad you are here with me today. I know you have a lot of options that you can listen to for podcast content and not a lot of time to listen in. So I appreciate you coming here. And actually, I appreciate you being interested in podcasting because it's a great way to expand your platform. And I'm going to talk to you today about that. Now, my company is Team Podcast. I'm the CEO. I started podcasting, gosh, about 2012. So I've been podcasting a long time, eventually started a full service podcast production company. I've worked with over 250 podcasters, and to this day, my company produces between 300 and 350 shows every month, and depends on who's on vacation or whatever, but it's in that range every single month, and we just love working with podcasters, and podcasting, as you can imagine, is my life, and I've made more than a million dollars from my podcasts, and I'm showing other people how you can use podcasts to expand and grow your business, so That's at the heart of what we're doing today. And today I want to share with you all the things you have to do as a local or small business owner. It might seem like building a podcast platform should be a lower priority. And what I have done with most of the businesses that I have worked with is we have figured out that a lot of their actual marketing efforts weren't really paying off. They weren't getting them any tangible ROI that, you know, if they were getting in many gains, it was sort of under the radar or we couldn't really track it back to what marketing levers we were pulling. And so with that being said, the more I've worked with businesses, the more they have decided that podcasting is sort of going to be their marketing platform. And the reason is, especially if your business is one that can handle clients from all over the world or If you're just wanting to get more of your client base from internet land rather than local geographical area where you are, then this is probably something you want to consider. Now, with a podcast, you might be thinking, you know, even once I do a podcast and I still got to do all the marketing for it on Facebook and I got to do all these other things, you got to do ads and you got to do this, that and the other. And really, if you are a local or small business that's wanting to podcast to grow your business, Most of the time, your platform that you build with the podcast is where you are going to send all of your traffic for your entities, whether it's your business or the local business that you have, you're going to be driving traffic to that from your podcast. And so instead of using social media or Google ads or other things to drive traffic to your local business, you are simply building a podcast that will become your largest platform for organic traffic. And that's what you need to consider it. So 
think about this. You probably have an email list and you probably, maybe I'm going to say maybe, you may know how much it costs you to get an email opt-in. You may even know how much it costs you to get a customer. Now, as a small business owner, these are numbers that you really want to pay attention to and you really want to figure out, even if it's just with the limited data that you have, like figure out how many marketing dollars it costs you to acquire a customer, figure out how many marketing dollars it costs you to get someone in your email list, and then how long do they have to be there before they become a buyer? So these metrics are important because it allows you, as someone who is going to use content marketing, the whole thing about marketing is the person who can pay the most to acquire the client wins, right? So with that being said, you're building a platform that is going to be the largest organic traffic to your business. So pouring, I mean, if you're used to paying two or three or five or however many thousands of dollars a month to Facebook, Take a thousand or two of those dollars from your Facebook ads, put it into building your own podcast and creating your own largest traffic source to your business, your store, your local entity, whatever it is that you have that you're wanting to drive traffic to. And the more you build your platform, the bigger you build it, the more traffic you're going to control to that platform. So then you have to rely less and less on. Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever the next social media thing du jour is. You know what I mean? It's like you're always having to to learn these new platforms. You're always having to try to figure out what their algorithms are looking for. And they're always different from everything. And so it's like you're tired of jumping through the hurdles and all of the barriers, so to speak, that these companies put out there in front of you. And so if you build your own platform, every single thing you do that's customer facing can be released on your podcast. If you make new hires, you can introduce them on your podcast. If you add new products and services to your business, you can announce that on your podcast. I mean, so many local businesses feel like they have to jump through hoops and suck up to media companies and do all they can to try to get interviewed as the expert on fire ants or whatever at the local TV station, just so you can get your business in front of a group of people. And all those things are good. But if you built a platform through podcasting and creating content that was applicable to the audience that you're wanting to attract, then what will happen is your audience will be searching for you anyway, and they will find you and they will find your podcast way better than if you try to run ads from Facebook or Google or whatever, YouTube, that you're trying to jump in front of people that are plowing through those social media. You know, you you have to think about it, too, with social media advertising, like Facebook is very different than YouTube because most of the time, or even Google, because most of the time people on Facebook, Facebook is not really a search engine. I mean, It's gotten a little bit better over the years, but like you can see what's in your feed. And if you're going there searching for certain things, you might be able to find groups that are dealing with it or whatever. But it's not a search engine like you can't just go to Facebook and type in, how do I start a podcast? Because all they're going to do is pull up a bunch of random comments that people have made on how to and uh, people have made that are your friends, how to start a podcast or 
They might pull up a group called How to Start a Podcast, but it's not going to actually lead you to the content that's going to solve your problem. With YouTube, with Google, with some other places, people type in their search query. They type in, how do I start a podcast? How do I get a podcast to make money? They type in these things. And because they are searching for the answers and you hopefully are being returned as a search result, as an entity that has the answers, it's a much higher probability that you will be able to convert a sale than if you're just trying to jump in front of traffic that's not looking for your solution, that may or may not be your target audience, that may or may not be even a podcast listener in front of jump in front of them in social media. It's called a a pattern interrupt and you're trying to interrupt whatever they're doing on social media and get their attention. It's very different than search-based type marketing. And that's what you're doing with podcasting. When you're podcasting about a certain topic and about a niche, you're going to be found much easier in the search engines because people are looking for the type of content that you're producing. Content, that's why content marketing is so good, is because you have the opportunity to solve people's problems without actually having to make them pay for it. And then the more you solve their problems, the more they bring you bigger problems to deal with. And then those bigger problems are what they end up paying for. So you don't end up having to help with a bunch of little stuff. You can help with the big stuff and show them how to help themselves with the small stuff. So the reason that you want to take the time to actually build a podcast platform with your podcast or build a traffic platform with your podcast is because it is your largest source of organic traffic to your business. Whether you're building your email list, whether you're building your podcast listeners, you have an opportunity to share with them and pitch them products and services or give them information that will help them decide that your product is what they want to solve a problem that they're having. You'll have all kinds of things that that will come up that people will look to you for from a content perspective. And then you can begin marketing to them and you can market inside of your podcast. You should have content centered around the problems you solve for customers or the products that you sell to customers. You should have content around that. The more you can make an educated customer and the the higher the education you can give your customer, the better customer you're going to have because they're going to understand what goes into your processes or what goes into your products and what goes into the solution that you're providing. And the more they appreciate that, the less you have to worry about trying to discount and devalue your work and your worth. So I want you to think about building your own platform through a podcast of the largest organic traffic that you'll source that you'll ever have. You'll have people on your that listen to your podcast regularly and are diehard listeners that may never opt in to your email list. You'll also have some podcast listeners that will opt into your email list. And once you have that, you can begin pitching them products and services. You can begin letting them know whenever you have availability for some new service that you're offering. If you are like a lot of businesses, I'm just going to tell you, uh, it's not that you need customers, so to speak, in a lot of ways. It might be that you need higher value customers or you need better customers, or you need a different type of customer. Because maybe that low ticket customer has 
worn you out. <laughs> you Maybe you find out that your margins are stretched too thin trying to provide service to a certain target of your audience or your target of your customer base, and you want to shift into something that is more lucrative or that requires a higher level of commitment from your customers. And you can do that and you can explain all that. You, you just have a direct line to your customers, your ideal customers, when you start a podcast. So let's just think about this. Like if I was a local business, and let's just say, I'm just going to try to think of a local business where, well, I'll tell you what, I was looking for a local business where I live this morning. Many of you know, I am currently in Hawaii. I've been here since April. And I normally live in Key West. And so the person that's staying at my house in Key West with my animals called me on Friday night and said, you're not going to believe this, but a bird just flew into the, we have glass, like multi-slide glass doors along the whole back of our house that face the water. And they like, there's, they said a bird has flown into one and it's cracked it, cracked it all to pieces. But the bird didn't die. So no birds were harmed in the, the destruction of that door. But I now need to get somebody out to repair my door or replace the door. And so I was calling around trying to talk to glass companies. And I can't really find anyone to do what I need to do because right now everyone's short staff. People like me who just are repairing doors, uh, they're repairing doors and it's a low ticket offer as far as they're concerned. Like they can't service me. Now, if they were, if I was, you know, someone who was building a new house and I had a contract for three or four or five of these doors and, you know, it was $40,000 worth of doors, well, sure, they'd talk to me and sure, they'd install them. Well, you might be in the same situation where now that business has changed for you and you don't have the staff you used to staff, you used to have to serve the masses, maybe you've decided to hone in or double down on a specific niche. So this particular glass company I was talking to this morning, they said, we don't even install the type of doors you're looking at right now because our only guy who knew how to go through the permitting process with the county quit and he didn't teach anybody else how to do the permitting process. So we're not doing anything that requires permits right now because we don't know how to do the permit process. So the only thing we're installing is glass shower doors. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it makes sense. But they've just had to change and adapt their business. Now, if they also made it a point to show me and educate me, like even when I went to that company's website, there's like four different types of hurricane impact sliding multi-slide glass doors that you can buy. I don't know the difference in them. You know, they say like impact resistant, hurricane resistant, energy efficient, all these kind of things. But I don't know what the difference in all of them are. And I know some of them have a higher price tag, but because I don't know what the difference is, how do I know I need the higher end one or the lower end? If they created content around that, like if I went to that glass company website and they had shows on there that told me a couple of things I could do to either fix the glass or somehow make a repair or even get it where it's not going to be cracking into smithereens, at while people are there waiting for it to be repaired, right? Because it's going to take a few weeks for this door to get fixed. So what do you do in the meantime? Providing information to your customers, you know what calls you get from clients all the time. 
you know what who you serve and how you serve them. And if you don't serve a certain client, you know who you want to send them to, to so they can get the help. You don't want those people calling you, but you'd rather tell them where they can call. So there's so much that you can do to educate your customer. Maybe there's a certain fix or repair that like is not worth it for you to make before. I mean, I'll give you an example in my business where we're talking about repairing audio. And, you know, a lot of times people get all gung ho on podcasting and they go to do an interview and they get off the interview and they don't realize how awful the podcast sounded because maybe they didn't hold to their guns and make somebody use an external microphone or something like that when they were recording. So they were just using their computer mic and it sounds all boomy or they've got they're banging on the desk and they're, you know, making gestures and things like that. Then the noise is getting picked up. Many times, so many times I get people that come to me and they're like, Christy, can you repair this? And the truth be told, I probably could improve it some. We've got some very, very high end repair software for audio and I can improve that some. But the problem is it might cost four or five hundred dollars for you to improve it. And it still only sound marginal, right? It's still not going to sound like as if that problem had never happened. And I can either tell people that and take their money and try to fix it as well as I can, as well as the software will let me do. And then we can give them back a product that they're still not going to feel really great about. They're going to feel even worse that they paid money to have it done and it still doesn't sound perfect. Or I could just tell them, no, we really don't. And you're probably going to need to record again. Just reschedule the interview and do it again. It happens to everyone. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not worth it for me to deal with those clients because they're not going to be thrilled with the outcome anyway. You know, it's the same thing. If there's a Band-Aid repair that clients are always wanting you to make because they think that's what they need, but you know deep down that that, based on your experience, that that's really not going to help them or it's really not going to get them results they ultimately want, then it's easier to just explain to them and provide content. So it's easier for me just to put put out that content and let people know that once you get to that point, you're going to be better off just doing recording it the right way. You're going to be better off insisting that that guest use a microphone. So you might have things like that in your business that you can just go ahead and put out there as content. If this or that happens, it's a throwaway. It's a buy a new one. It's There's no repair that's going to make it safe or roadworthy or whatever the situation is. So... There is so much content that you come across, and and you can start even with creating content based on the questions that you get. If you talk to the people that answer the phones in your business, just have them document the questions they get for a week of answering the phones. You'll very quickly find out what type of content you need to put out. And then you know what? In your telephone system, you can point people to, if you're off hours or whatever, you're on the phone and everything's tied up. You can point them to your podcast that can answer a bunch of questions. You can point them to some other, you know, if you have YouTube videos or whatever you have, you can point them to things that will help them further get them to the place where they might be willing to hire you for something. And granted, I know there is right now, most businesses do not have a demand for mass volume of customers with very low profit margins, right? Because it's just not worth it for businesses. You have to go for the high dollar. You have to do higher ticket stuff because you have fewer employees to deal with. And you actually 
have less capacity to work with clients. And if you have less capacity to work with clients because you're struggling like everyone else is to hire and to keep up with the work that you're doing, it's going to cause you to have to narrow down what you're doing. And then you only now you only get to pick who you want to work with. Who do you really want to work with? The highest value clients to you, the clients that you feel like you serve the best, the clients that are going to be the most happy with the type of service that you can provide them, the clients that are going to love what you do more than anything. And so as you do that, what you can do is create content so that you're feeding everything below that high level service that you're providing. And every single time you have an interaction with a listener or a potential client, they're becoming a more educated client and they are becoming someone who ultimately will morph into that high ticket client that you want or that ideal client that you want to deal with. So building your platform ultimately means you don't need to grovel to media companies. You don't need to send out press releases. You don't need to do all these things that you're doing just to get attention in your local area. It means that you can put out content that you want to put out, that your audience wants to hear about. You put it out in your time and on your platform, and then those listeners have to come there to consume it because you're not going to be everywhere else. You're going to stand in front of as much traffic as you can of the people that are searching for the solutions that you're providing. And you do that by being found in the Google searches with your podcast and with your podcast content. So I hope you understand that like most companies and most businesses that create podcasts, take money from their marketing budgets where they have an undefined or unknown ROI. They develop a podcast and use marketing dollars to fund it. And most of our, like even with our podcast production and all the stuff we do with launch packages and things like that, it very easily fits within people's marketing budget and companies' marketing budgets. And it just becomes a quick replacement. But what happens is they begin to see tangible results. They begin to see their email list grow. And when their email list grows, it's just a matter of time before their revenue grows. And the more downloads they get of their show, the more their name becomes associated with whatever niche it is that they're providing content in. So the way to build your own platform will save you money in the long run. It will also allow you not to have to jump through all of the traditional media hoops. I don't know if you're like me, but man, it seems like every time you're going from a, uh, you know, a regular account to a business account for something, it's like it's automatically, oh, great, double the price for a business, right? Everything is so much more expensive for a business. And I get tired of feeling like I'm being soaked for everything is just because just because someone has a business doesn't mean, number one, that the business is profitable or number two, that the business owner is a millionaire and just has tons of money to spend. Most of us are very hardworking people who want to make sure that every dollar that we're spending is getting more customers and we're doing all we can to hang on to customers. Our biggest focus are how do we increase revenue? How do we cut expenses and how do we lower customer churn? Right. Those are the big three that every business owner is worried about. And you know what? A podcast can do all of that. A podcast can actually, when you create a podcast for your business, you can actually increase your revenue from it because you can sell and pitch things from your podcast. You can actually also reduce your expenses because you're no longer paying out unknown ROI marketing dollars to 
marketing companies, but you're now putting some of that into building your own content marketing platform through a podcast. And you can also lower customer churn by having a podcast for your actual clients because they're going to listen to your content. They're going to consume your content. They're going to understand where you and your business and your employees are coming from. They're going to appreciate the fact that you educate them, that you're putting out content into the world. You're showing people how to do things and how to solve their problems. And they're more likely to be loyal to you. We do business with people we know, like, and trust. And that podcast and that podcast platform really amps up the know, like, and trust factor of you with your audience. So podcasting as a content marketing platform to replace other channels of marketing that probably are not paying off so well for you is a brilliant idea. If you need help with anything related to podcasts, you can simply go to teampodcast.com. Go to teampodcast.com. You can find ways there. I I help people launch podcasts. I consult with them one-on-one. If you already have a podcast that you've either not feel like you've not gotten all the results you should out of, or maybe it's even pod faded, as we call it, whenever people stop producing podcasts. But if you have any questions or anything about podcasts, probably it's something that I can help you with. And me and my team are working with all the time with other business owners. So if there's anything I can do for you, Team Podcast, if you need to reach out to me directly, my email is Christy, it's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com, T-E-A-M podcast.com. I hope this information has been helpful for you today. And in the future, we're going to keep drilling home and drilling down into the ways that you can make podcasts make sense for your business. And I am excited to see how your business and your results are going to change based on what you're doing with a podcast. So it's always exciting to put these little marketing levers in place and pull them and then begin to see the results that we get from them. So if I can help you in any way, just reach out to me, Christy, at teampodcast.com. Thanks for joining me today on Podcasting for Small and Local Business. If you need help starting a podcast for your local business so you can take control of your own marketing, just visit us at teampodcast.com. That's T-E-A-M podcast.com. 